feelings uh, off the top, top of, of my, my head. head. And where's it coming from? From the top of his head. And where's it coming from? Right from the top of his head. Where's it coming from? From the top of his head. What is up, party people? Adam Haynes and Red Mike here. Welcome to the second episode of the Top of the Head podcast. We are broadcasting live and direct from Plauen, Germany, Mike's homeland. Yeah, it feels so right that now for number two that you're here with me. I'm in Europe for the first time ever since I moved here in 2006. And I think it's really, it's, it's amazing because it feels just like it did when we were doing it virtually. And that's a great sign. And the first time we're going to be doing this face to face, which actually, first time we've done a lot of stuff face to face, including making music together. So, yeah, and since we've been talking about it for the last ten years about getting Adam and his family to travel over here, it seems only appropriate that we're going to talk about traveling in all its dimensions, in all the kind of ways you could philosophize about traveling in any form yes yes so the the topic of today's podcast is going to be travel um, which we will then as you guys know the format of this podcast if you've listened to the first one is we have a conversation about a specific topic uh, drawing from our old um, days and confusion of our freestyle session having a conversation and then at the end we write a song about that topic from the conversation uh, but before we get going, I just want to thank everybody that has listened to the first podcast. Um, we got a lot of fo- positive feedback from it. A yes. lot of a lot of old musician friends that we haven't talked to in years, you know, that have reached out to me that I sent to, whether it via a text message or Instagram uh, messages or, or wherever I posted it. A lot of people reached out and said, hey, this is great that you guys are doing this. It brought back a lot of great memories from back in the day when we used to go to shows and please keep doing this. Several friends said, make sure you keep doing this. I know so many people that start podcasts, mm-hmm. they put out a couple and then they just disappear. Mm-hmm. So we will we will do our best. So we, we want to make sure that this is a monthly podcast. I think that's definitely feasible. So the last yeah. time we put this out was about a month ago. So it is July 27th at 11... 11- 50 stopwatches aligned and go (laughs) Eleven fifty in germany which means i'm about to turn 40 in 10 minutes (laughs) here in germany however we were just talking before the podcast and back in uh california where you know where we came from it's still i'm looking at my computer right now and it's not synced up to the wi-fi so it's 2 48 p.m there so i'm still relative we're good time is a construct (laughs) (laughs) yeah no and it feels what what's really interesting about traveling or like looking back at that first podcast and listening to it or having getting feedback from other people it there's something so rewarding as a musician to open up the process it's basically like you know when you pack everything into some specific lyrics to some rhythms to some melodies into a song it's it's sometimes like a superficial to, it can be forced sometimes. to the process so, yeah. of the excitement of trying to write about a theme. And it's really cool to think about like, Hey, that makes sense. You're going to be over here at the time. Let's do the second podcast here. Let's talk about travel. You can think about a couple of references or things that you think might be fun to share with people, but yet it's also great to have this constraint to say like, we're going to write a song about it. So it doesn't just go un, you know, kind of unraveling to nowhere. Like you kind of have a direction but yet it's really fun and exciting to be vulnerable and showing it all the way out there. So I'm, I'm super stoked to keep it going and 
Yeah, yeah let's do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I mean, so writing songs can be a little bit overwhelming, but this the construct of having this format is definitely makes it it's easier. It's a different kind of challenge because we're coming up with it just from a conversation, but it's definitely fun. So so travel. I mean, we've been talking. I've been here um in Germany with my family for couple days what's been for i don't even know what day it is anymore yeah. <laughs> i think i'm just finally getting acclimated yeah, four, or five four or five days yeah so we flew in um from lax in california we flew into uh, copenhagen first and then to oslo and then to prague so yeah. it was a couple different changes and unfortunately our luggage didn't make it from from copenhagen it came a couple days later but that's okay but um yeah, so we've been here a couple of days, so I can speak firsthand. I mean, I I have always loved traveling. Um, this this trip so far has been so enlightening. Whether it's just going to a new small town and and seeing like the way that people dress, what the what the local culture looks like, whether it's the coffee shops or the beer gardens or or whatever it is, it's just nice to be immersed in it. And honestly, I like feeling out of place like i definitely feel out of place i don't speak german my daughter that's 10 <laughs> speaks more german than both my wife and i but she's also the most shy so it's hard to get <laughs> she ordered from the german menu today for the first time on her own so that was a big step but i love i love that feeling of feeling out of place and overwhelmed because it's sometimes that's what where the best stuff comes from you know yeah what i know i think um I took like a summer course. There was a guy, Diet Sailor. I think he was, he, he was teaching fine arts in Nuremberg, and we they have this thing every summer. They take like, um, people can sign up for it, whether they're retired or they're students. You can take the summer course, and he told us a really interesting anecdote to his life. He said, someone said, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he go, he said, I want to be a guest, and like, <laughs> and I was like. That That's is awesome. so enlightening because I feel the same way. I I am a kind of a loner. I feel my best when I'm totally immersed in something that's new and I'm all all ears and eyes and feeling like I'm free to go with something that I have no idea where it's going because it's so new and exciting and I I love that idea that I want to be a professional guest and I think when we were in a local band playing any kind of show that we could get, you know, and you, you get there a couple hours before the sound check and you have time to go scrounge up people and get them excited. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Get, you know, <laughs> you need to come to this show. Like this is what you're doing tonight. Right. You're a guest in that city. And, and, and like, you know, now with my company making films and going to these on these architectural mm -hmm. pilgrimages, you're a guest and you it's just so thrilling to be able to do it on a serious basis because actually when you go as a tourist or something and you have an agenda to like mine everything you can i feel extremely overwhelmed and i love the idea of like you're a, the guest is on the other part you're seeing what you can get when you're actually not focused on scavenging up everything you know yeah yeah i mean no it's absolutely true but I think my first love affair with traveling probably was playing in bands also, but even before then when I was when I was really young, you know, I we moved to California when I was only like 9 months old, so we would go back to Wisconsin where my mom's family still was maybe like once every 2 years for Christmas or like a holiday or something. And I remember Wisconsin being so exotic to me 
coming from California, like I'd be like, oh my God, there might be snow. I might see snow for the first time, you know, or whatever it was, or just like the way my grandmother's carpet smelled or the basement smelled to me was so new and different than what I experienced in California. Like even, and when you take yourself out of that context, now when I look back on that, when I, because I lived in Wisconsin for so long, when I was there, I never thought about any of that shit. Like it didn't matter to me. And no, I wasn't thinking about the way the basement smelled anymore, but it was because <laughs> it was so exotic and foreign to me. The newness of it is what sparked the creativity, not the, the actual thing. It was just like, oh, you know, or even tonight we were at this small little festival here in Plowin and, you know, there's some local bands playing and they had, you know, the obvious uh, assortment of worsts and, and beer and everything. And I think to people that would be here, like they're having a great time, but it's a different experience than somebody from the outside. Like I saw it as such a like, you know, unique thing and and everything versus someone that's that's from there but i think yeah i think the being in the local bands though like just like you said like going rolling into a new town and you didn't know what you were going to get and you would just like have to like be immersed in it and and figure out what you know what was going to happen that night that's that was definitely very important yeah and and i think the um well, just being living over here in Europe and thinking about as German students, if they go to the gymnasium, sometimes like early on, I don't know exactly which grade, but they'll, if they're studying French and stuff, they'll go to France and in such a short um, proximity, you know, to their, where their home is, there's such a drastic change in the culture in that, yeah. which can be difficult in America where things are like, you see the same restaurants, you've seen the same stores and the malls are there yeah. it's hard to to notice those nuances of those things i mean you coming from california to wisconsin mm -hmm. but i there's a lot of people that don't have they have to search or they have to be on a higher awareness of noticing those little nuances yeah and so i just yeah i th i think it's pretty mm -hmm. unique that that you know that I'm coming from Wisconsin I you know I'm an only child so I had the luxury and the privilege that my parents I I got to travel the first time as a junior in high school to Italy mm -hmm. for an extended amount of time and just being a like a, an American numbskull mm -hmm. like but anyone that's any, anyone that's ever known you um you always if someone, if someone, anyone that hasn't seen you in a few years that said, oh yeah, Mike moved to Europe, of course he did. Because <laughs> <laughs> you see Mike walking on the street, he fits, there's no, there's no, he doesn't look like an American by any means. No matter, like he's always wearing some crazy necklace that he made, some pants that maybe don't really, uh, don't fit the style. He's barely passing with the pants. But, but, and even down to the point where when I first met you, you were dating the foreign exchange student yeah, in your high school, Tina from, um, where was she from? From Finland. From Finland. Actually, yeah, that, that's the only reason I came to that practice was to show off how cool I am. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, these, these guys want me to come by and like yeah. do some rapping and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you always seemed like a traveler, whether it was a time traveler or a space traveler, who knows? But you were, you always had yeah. that about you. You always were very fearless when it came to doing new things and going new places. Um, everyone, I kind of always looked to you, I think, to, as as guidance a little bit. Even though 
you didn't know what the fuck you were doing either, but <laughs> yeah, no, the funny thing when, when I was doing the clutter, when I was doing the clutter, the first podcast, yeah, we, I was cleaning out this, <clears throat> this pant like pantry and stuff. And I found my old like travel log book, like where you, this was 2000. I set up like a foreign exchange student program from the Milwaukee school of engineering with the Czech Republic, the CVUT. And I went there with my girlfriend. I was, 20 turning 21 there what's really funny is i'm looking in this black book and there was maps on every country and i remember you know there wasn't no, no smartphones you would actually like look at these maps and meet people in bars and say oh you're from here i know you haven't heard of that country before sure and i was re look reading some of this I, I can read some of it but here it's like this it was like this was in florence you know this was like the beginning of couch surfing you know so okay. that was actually a really interesting thing you'd meet these people some people just were they wanted to practice their english before the days of airbnb way before those <laughs> days and you actually there was yeah you would find a something like a, a like a number pinned up at a bar or at a hostel and then you'd call this number and you had no <laughs> idea where you're gonna sleep sure and some things were like oh man do we have to keep hanging out with this person as <laughs> like my my three days like one of the days is completely wasted because i chose this guy randomly but it yeah, said yeah. we met a dude he got us a place to stay at only thirty thousand lira per person a night we shopped around it was too late for any museums to be open so that was all we could do but we hung out on the bridge and we saw it turn you know light up this is like this this famous bridge where there's all these shops in florence mm -hmm. We got postcards to better explain what it looked like. I ate Chinese food. I walked for like three hours, ended up at some Irish bar. And when it closed, we went to the bar around the corner, the same owner, and hung out there. And Sharon taught me how to play darts. We had pineapple, excuse me, ananas, as the rest <laughs> of the world knows it, as like peanuts at the bar. And that was like that if anyone came to a confusion show. Yeah. This was the inception of, of this, the pineapples. That of is? the pineapple. That's hilarious. So I was reading this and laughing because it was like, out of this whole trip, you know, what I brought back with me was like a random thing that you could never plan, like seeing the statue of David in Florence or seeing sure, the sure. Duomo. Like one of the most things that I used every week and after that was cutting up fresh pineapple at our shows and telling everyone. When I was in Europe, you know, that's what they gave. They said that it brought out the juices and that it made the beer taste better. And it's like, that is the craziest random thing. Yeah. And what I find hilarious about that story is I, I've known you for 25 years now. And I, first of all, I did not know that that was the inception of the pineapple thing. So like if you, if you, yeah, if you came to any Kung Fusion show, we would always have pineapple at our merch table that Mike had insisted on cutting right before the show. And if you didn't buy it from a certain century and not a different pick and save, he would yell at you and make you go back and you got to get that other pineapple. It's better pineapple. But you would just think like, oh, they like pineapple and it, they're wanting to serve fresh fruit. So now knowing it's just funny, but that yeah. that explained that's a lot of stuff <laughs> with you in general that there it's hard to know the context. But now that I know that context, that's amazing. I never knew that. So so I think that's what's exciting about traveling and if anyone can take about that is to have capacity to to kind of embark and, and pick up on those little nuances that don't actually make sense until later on when you bring and transplant them sure. back into your normal life. Because sure. 
that's what the luxury of traveling is, is like you take yourself out of the normal distractions, mm -hmm. the normal obligations, and you're actually free to like observe and like you have a higher capacity to pick up on little things. Mm -hmm. And it enriches you. It enriches you as a person to have that chance to reflect and to incorporate new things. Like I, I, I look at when we're a person, we're 50% of who we've been sure. and 50% of who we want to be. So by, 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 by taking time to go travel and to reflect and say, wow, I'm in a place that has yeah. social health care and all yeah, these yeah, things, yeah. somehow those things really do change you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then on top of it, every seven years, we have different cells in our body, so we're completely different people. So <laughs> you have to stay on top of that even more so. I mean, yeah. that's what, it, like, when we first came here, you know, Mike kind of has a little bit of anxiety about... Um, being a host. Being as a much host. as I want to be a guest, <laughs> I have zero desire to be a host. And even if my best friend is coming here, which I know he's not going to judge me, I don't yeah. have to put on a show. I mean, yeah. it still drives me crazy because I'm, I'm, I I want to make... You want to you want to be the one the to facilitate most? well yeah. like that exact story that you explained with the pineapples. You want to be the one to facilitate that for me. You want to be like I want Adam to have that experience, and I totally get that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's amazing. Um, that's, but it's impossible to plan. Yeah, it's impossible. That's why like <clears throat> my wife and I, Roberta, were saying when we go on vacations or we take a trip anywhere, we love to just go and get lost. We don't plan anything. I mean, we have some things we want to do, but in general, nothing makes us happier than just walking around and getting lost and, and finding stuff on a whim. I mean, we'll try and look up a few things, but for the most part, I love it. I mean, even though we were the other day when we went to Leipzig, we were just walking around and looking at different places and just taking it all in. Then we came back home that night and seeing the, the boys out on the balcony with Kenny. Yeah, for sure. They were playing Uno and then Adam's like, see dumbass, this, yeah. this is what really matters. <laughs> Not like, that you know we couldn't find this awesome coffee shop in Leipzig, or you know we didn't go to this art museum, and that panel meter was closed. Like, yeah, yeah. And and that's what you need to remember that there's so many people out there that like I remember what's this guy's name Steve, um, the travel guy. He would make these books like Lonely oh, Planet, yeah. Steve Jeebs. Yes, yes, yes. I know who you're talking about. My mom's probably, if my mom's listening to this, she's smacking me in the head because she used to so, watch this show all the time. So it I, was I, on PBS, right? That yeah, guy? Yeah. But yeah. I know he had exactly the crazy mustache about. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think what, 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 what was actually interesting about those books and maps, <clears throat> mm -hmm. it's hard to read a map. It's hard to bring that big book with you. And you made a list, but it wasn't like, I really think that there's some kind of magic in getting lost and, and all the time when you would try to go like on these these maps and you'd get to a city like Rome and there's like so many options to do. Sure. You got lost and you had to kind of like accept it and then you would roll with the, the punches. And I think sometimes it could be scary if you you have things too planned out and the smartphone can tell you right next to go to this place yeah, before yeah. it's closing. For you sure. need to have some capacity to get lost. There's a like happy medium, I think, for sure. Like uh, I've I've done that a couple times where it's like you you look up a, a city you're gonna go to, find like three things, and then like, but then just leave the rest of it open and like yeah. see like see if it all lines up. You know what I mean? Um, and just yeah, as yeah. a side note, I really know what the fuck I'm talking about because <laughs> last year I think before 
I traveled 187 days out of that out of the year. It was 2018, or yeah. and I mean, like I've traveled. Like when I look at this, I have this app called App in the Air that you know tells me if my flights are going to delay. Is that what you were calculating before you? Well, that, that, yeah. I've traveled over like a, a million miles. That's crazy. And, and I mean, and 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 I'm not any kind of George Clooney up in the air kind of movie guy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I travel. The interesting thing, Plauen, Germany, is in the center of Europe. Like I'm right in the middle of the Prague Airport, Frankfurt Airport, Berlin, and Munich, and I we just travel whatever's cheapest because we just want to get there. Like for my job with Spirit of Space, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm not like bragging about it, but it's really yeah. I, I, I you I, travel more than anyone that I know for sure, absolutely. And the best part is, is I'm not traveling in the same kind of thing, like staying in a hotel. Like I'm traveling to a place where no very, it's very unlikely that people are going to go to another piece of architecture and we have to somehow rip this real experience and comprise it into a short two minute film. Right. And you have to do a lot of observing and just sitting there and knowing that you're corrupting a real physical experience with sensory expression and you're packing into this film and you just have to be really patient and but it allows you also to to experience some some really unique things where you're kind of observing real life and you're the fly in the wall yeah it, that's i'm i love it and i'm i'm i the best part is i can't imagine ever retiring from it and i think a lot of people in our generation people are traveling more mm-hmm. traveling longer distances and right. we're able to maintain that that kind of um, endurance Right. To do it longer, I I can't imagine ever like retiring to some cottage place. No, I don't think you ever have to worry about that because exactly what we're talking about, like coming full circle. What drove us early on in our lives when we were younger as teenagers, you know, being in bands and showing up to different cities. Granted, it was the tri-state area, whether it was Wisconsin, Illinois, maybe Minnesota, Michigan, even just going that distance, like felt huge to us back then i remember when we just when you and i just first met um going to different parties and different like hip-hop shows or back then there was like a lot of raves going on back in the late late 90s early 2000s like that was everyone get your glow sticks out um but like even just going into milwaukee from a suburb of milwaukee felt like a huge distance you know and it was like a whole new world but i think as you get older you know, I see other people like you get you, you, your circle becomes for some people, your circle becomes so tight and you feel you like you get it's easier to get scared. And like, you know, people don't travel as much because they're worried about it, like they, the comfort of it. I mean, I just there's something in me that I get so itchy when I get comfortable, you know, like it is comfort. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I love everyone loves comfort, you know, put your feet up. But at the same time, there's something in the back of my head that's like, no, I, you know, we got to do something else. Yeah. And one same thing with the, with the clutter, with the first podcast, I I found a card from my ex-girlfriend, Amalia. This was written the 20th of January, 2004. And to me, mm-hmm. it's I just want to read this whole okay. card yeah. because I, I love it. It's so poetic and it's so encapsulates the excitement of traveling. And then for the people that you get that are still in your lives mm-hmm. that feel the enrichment and you get to share it with. And so 
And she said, I'm working hard over here, and I know you are too. I know it's exciting and wonderful, and that things are changing quicker than you can describe them. But don't worry too much, because at the, at this end of, at the end of the day, you are still you. And I know what that is, so you don't have to tell the whole story. I can take the little pieces you give me, and I already know where to put them. And for that matter, I know Italy, and I know what it is like to live there for four months, so I don't need to know that whole story either. I know where those little pieces fit too. Don't think I'm not interested, though. You can give me all the little pieces and fragments you want. I'll collect them, catalog them, and organize them with color-coded tabs. That's my job, after all. That and being good to you. It's not so much work now that you're on the other side of the ocean and all. Here's a small piece of Venice. You can get the scent of it so you'll know where you're, when you're getting close. Yours, Amalia. And I, re I really loved how wise she was because that's another thing that I just want to say now where everyone takes pictures of everything that they're doing every single moment you know you once told me hey it's so awesome to talk to you because I really have no fucking idea what's been going on you know unless you just share it with me directly and I really love how at that time you know I I would always put a lot of time and care into packages and doing stuff but part of your job is to indulge and just dive deep where you're at, you know, because they want you're there. Don't don't dance like tip, you know, putting your toes just kind of in the water, like yeah, jump yeah. in. Right. Right. And then dry off. And then you got these great memories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uninhibited freedom is super admirable. It's super sexy. I mean, like that's my wife is the same way like just the way that she i remember early on when we started dating she one day like she's like i'm i, I have to go to colorado like we were this is when we were living you and i were living in river west together we were roommates um that was before you moved to europe and when roberta and i started dating and one day she was just like i have to go to colorado and i was like what are you talking about like what do you mean you have to go to colorado she's like i just need to go i just need to go do something else right now and i was like okay and like i didn't know what that like, meant what that meant like i'd never really experienced that in the previous relationships that meant like all right i guess we're gonna break up i don't what <laughs> like i didn't i never knew what that meant so like i talked to her best friend at the time was well, still her best friend and our really good friend ben and i was like you know what's up and he was like it's just this is she just has to she just has to do it you know and at the time you know she was still like her, her father passed away a couple of years earlier when she was in college and like there was different things she was going through, but not that it was directly related, but she's always had this hunger to like go travel places. So that also like made me even more like seek those kind of experiences out because seeing her like, I'm just going to go do this. Like for, and you ask her like, well, why? I'm just, just because I just want to go do it. And like she came back couple weeks later and I was like how was your trip it was great she showed me all the stuff and I was like okay <laughs> you know it's just but we've we've done trips like that since um where we just disappear at places and yeah it's it's awesome you know like I love getting lost in places you know just coming here and now she goes to Fiji every year it's the same kind of thing where I just think being out of your comfort zone really does something to you you know you the more you can do it the better yeah Teresa gave me a card Teresa is my wife and she gave me a card that said you know 
I've been in love with you for 3,586 days, you know, and isn't that awesome? And I, I think of the same thing that all the, the anxiety before you travel, no matter how often you do it, for me, it's always like, a chance that you reflect on your life. You're packing your stuff. Mm. And for my case, I'm packing through tons of stuff that's, I'm thinking about technical equipment I need to bring, but I'm trying to like figure out where my clothes are or just <laughs> where stuff is. And it's like, oh man, it's such a mess. Like, you know, what am I gonna do? You know, I don't need all this stuff in it. You feel anxious or you think, where are we in our relationship? You know, like we were fighting just before I left. But no matter what, you know, on that traveling that time away it's it's amazing i think it's been the biggest um ally for us to stay together mm. through for our marriage because you you need to have that freedom away from the person and to build that trust and even for like Tracy and i where we met in in milan mm -hmm. and we only had two weeks and we knew we're going to meet up again right. and it was like the first time we had five months in between and we just got to know each other through writing. There wasn't even Skype then. Sure. There and you know, phone cards. There's something that's really exciting and really valuable to to get to know a person th through not being physically present through them because it makes you have to put yourself out there and yeah. to express yourself and to reflect why that person's important to you, why it's worth coming back home to them. Or maybe you want to stay in that new place. Yeah, yeah. Right. You came back. You even came in, back. Even in small doses, too. Like, I think I think people um, that are not secure in their relationship or don't know the other person as well enough, they, um, they, they get scared of that notion, right? Like, like, well, why do you want to do that without me? You know, like, I should be there with you. you know, like, they get afraid or whatever. But... I think I've always embraced that for sure. Like when she needs to go do her thing, whether it's, whether it's, you know, 20 minutes from where we are for a couple hours or whether it's going to Fiji for an entire month, whatever it is. And, and, and me as well, like we, we can see it on each other's faces and it actually makes, yeah, it makes the relationship stronger because you think about when you first got together, when you first fell in love with that person, you didn't fall in love because of how cl how close they were to you physically at all times. You fell in love with them because of the things that they were in a singular person. You know what I mean? And yeah, you're you're now you're a collective person, but um, that's what you fell in love with. That shouldn't stop. And that's just and that's exactly the same as when you have kids. Like your kids shouldn't stop seeing you the way you were when you were younger and what inspired you because that's the whole reason to have kids is so that you can like show them all the cool stuff you did and continue to do that stuff. You know, I don't want to, I don't know, like you, of course you morph and change, but to just be cognizant of that. Yeah. I give a lot of respect to a lot of people that I've met that, that live in different countries or they're gone so much and they're just providing for their family and they got to be so far away that's such, or, you know, people in the military, mm -hmm. people in where they can't even tell the, their spouse where they are, what they're doing, and they could be gone for three months right. at a time. Like, that's such an amazing amount of discipline and trust and love to be like, okay, that person's not there right now. And I, I know that they're still a collective of those things that I love in that person. And I'm 
so ready for them to come back. Right. You know, so yeah, it's, I think the, us as humans, that's pretty remarkable that we can, that's what's exciting about traveling, whether you're traveling through time, you're traveling through the memories between people and, um, and what you're leaving behind for people, you're the essence of you, what people mm -hmm. remember. I mean, there's so, it's fascinating. And even like just the idea of people n feeling a connection to each other, even though they might've never seen each other before, mm -hmm. you know, like where our souls diverged from, from the energy and, you know, where we're going and no one can really do anything more than have hy hypothetical guesses. Right. right. We're all just traveling. So, yeah, I just feel that, I'm, you know, us as humans to be able to have this kind of existential idea of traveling and traveling through time, you know, it, it, you can really look at this time as being relative and it doesn't have to just be linear. And <clears throat> I remember the, when we were on vacation, our family went to Tunisia and we met like another the boys were playing with some kids and stuff and we met their parents and this one woman was telling us about the things she did and that she reads auras and they do it together with the husband. We run like to kind of find out more about that. And then they started saying, okay, well here, let's read your aura and stuff. And they were just, you know, talking to me about the things that they could say and saying like, you know, or, where's your, you know, where was your dad or where, just asking me questions about doing stuff, you know, with my mom and they could see these visions. They said that they could, when she read my aura, she, it was just like a picture book. It didn't have any context, mm -hmm. but she could just see these instances that are deep inside my memories. And then she was saying like, okay, you know, there's something holding you back. Like basically she was, she goes in and, and you can imagine that she's envisioning this person standing next to you as like a clock, a functioning clockwork. Mm -hmm. And certain things are like not clicking. Like, so they're saying like, he's kind of stalling from evolving in his sixth chakra. Okay. And right at this time it was close where I came. There was a lot of stuff going on with work and I felt like I couldn't actually be free you know, I couldn't actually just be mentally on vacation because I left too many things unopened. And it was just like I was tormenting inside and she worked on it and she just said, it feels like a black hole that you're on like a little thin wire. You're walking over and there's all these black holes ready to suck you off, but you just need to walk across like and ignore it. And she, with her husband, like they were mentally making the clockwork correct. And, and I could just feel this energy flowing inside of me and rotating. And I just felt like immense joy after that for the entire vacation. And it was amazing. And it felt like I, I, I let myself completely go and, and to travel back through memories of questions she was asking me and just to kind of reaffirm those things was completely incredible. And and I just feel like the memories that you make are your way to time travel and you have infinite possibilities to 
to be the person that you want to become. When was this trip? That was last October. Okay. October of 2018. Okay. That was... Uh, when did your... What day did your mom pass then? Yeah, this was then in November. Yeah. After that. Yeah, uh, right after. Well, you mentioned your mom at the beginning of the story. That's why I was wondering. So in some ways, I feel like... Yeah, I almost... I almost feel... Like the last thing that my mom said to me, or mm-hmm. I was taking a cooking course, and with some, with some friends, and it was how to prepare meat. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am vegan. What was I doing taking? Food? But I I like really just flip and indulge in experience. You know yeah, that's. Yeah. What, um, but what was amazing is. I sent this course to my mom. Like that's, this is the last text that I have with her. I sent her a telegram film, this little minute film. And she said, this could be like a little, you know, a film to promote this, this cooking class. And she's just like, you know, you're making me ball because of how you share with your world with me. And I appreciate it so much. Mm -hmm. And it just like, I took that time, you know, I just to share it with her. And it was that, I really love the idea of editing experiences I have to share them with someone to like give them these to better their life basically, right? Yeah, just uh, I'm I'm out there as kind of like a correspondent mm-hmm. for the, my friends and family and whether it was back to the idea of like reading my aura and evolving that sixth chakra and actually telling my mom, "Hey, you know, last Christmas when you came to visit us, it was really bad for you. Like, you you know, it was bad for you health-wise. And, you know, this Christmas, like, I just want to be with my family. And I felt like I evolved in a way that my mom actually just, like, felt like her jo- like she could let go. I think, th- I think that experience that you were explaining, though, too, like, you're a person that's very open to um you're very open to a lot of ideas so whether it was someone reading your chakras or it was a psychologist it does it doesn't it, i don't think it would have mattered like who it was and the, but that i think that's what's great about you is that you a lot of people in that situation would be like this this is what's going on here i could be shit for me i'm like what are you talking about this is too crunchy I, you're reading my auras like what the fuck? <laughs> you know what i mean but you're open to that like you're not afraid to just be like okay you know what i mean like that's and that's that's admirable i mean like there's a lot of people that wouldn't do that that would just be really closed off to that and like be like what are you talking about you know but i think no matter what it was whether it's meeting someone new for the first time or whether it was a like i said like a psychologist or someone super crunchy with patchouli and and crazy pants reading your aura that's (laughs) that's great there's nothing wrong with that whatever experience you get it's it's up to you what experience you get out of it you know what i mean in the moment and i think that's a good way to describe the importance of travel in general is that you can take any situation and make it scary or the best day ever, depending on your position of it, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's I <clears throat> like when I come to visit you sometime in California. I know you told me about that the, the wildfires burned down that transcendental meditation in Ojai. Yeah. yeah, but for, recently I've I've taken part in the masterclass. That's an online platform where they talk to great people, whether basketball players or famous directors. And yep. David Lynch part on there has a special chapter about transcendental meditation mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to me that's like that's the ultimate travel thing and i really want to learn that i've been doing like the headspace we've been yeah doing that together yep. and I, I i i love that and like basically i love what david lynch says is like fill up your life with good experiences he's like you can't go down to the store and buy a dark bulb you put it in the socket and then you turn it on and the room gets dark <laughs> he's like you know you get you get a light bulb like transcendental meditation your life will improve yeah. because you fill it up with light and positivity and these good things and the only side effect is that the negativity the stress the anxiety mm -hmm. the depressions those start to be minimized because there's more light and so it's like, that's where I want to travel. Yeah. That's what I want. That's my duty here while I'm here on this earth to give that to my kids instead of being an asshole <laughs> dad because I'm frustrated <laughs> about, you know, my kids go crossing my lines and me not appropriately yeah. distancing them saying we're getting close, <clears throat> right. you know, or flipping out because, you know, I didn't really communicate properly with my wife or my colleagues. You know what I mean? So that that's where I want to travel in the future and I, I want to take that time for myself to learn it properly transcendental yeah tm yeah yeah i haven't gotten that i mean headspace is a godsend for me i love it um i think any any meditation whether it's guided meditation with the headspace app you know the, the biggest misconception is i think people hear the word like wellness or transcendental meditation or meditation in general and they just they envision this specific guy with a man bun and patchouli and he's going to steal your girlfriend or something you know like they it's <laughs> it's such a daunting thing like it just it's so westernized like it's such a it, it was it's like how you know when people everyone is doing yoga but it is it's great i mean like just to have that five minutes or ten minutes um i i try and do it in the mornings if i can um mm -hmm. just to start my morning off whether you know first thing when i wake up just to just to do it, it definitely makes a huge difference. But just like you were saying, like with the light bulb, how you still have those, you still have those negative things in your life, but you're filling up the room with light. So you're, you're pushing, you're pushing it out for the time being, but they're always going to be there. It's just like in the, yeah, there's a capacity in your daily life, the time that you allot to things. Right. And if you don't, if mm -hmm. you're filling it up with other things, mm -hmm. then there's just not space right and i'm not like dismissing anything like depression is a sickness right. and those things can be chemical imbalances they can be you know not getting enough sunlight and doing chemical reactions in your body mm -hmm. like i'm not dismissing it saying oh you're not filling your life up with enough positivity but it's just like when i think of travel it's not like oh i got a bucket list of places i want to go yeah. i want to be able to go in my small town and plow in and you know connect with you and Right. And where where I'm at from spirit of space, but then in the meantime, I want to travel to where no one knows how to get there. Sure, yeah, absolutely. There's so I mean, the, there's so many places to go. <laughs> like it's you know, and and 
but you're right like to go where no one else knows knows how to get there i mean i when roberta first went to to fiji and like mckenna and i stayed back home last year for the first time everyone was like what that's good like everyone was coming up to me like when i would drop kenny off for school they're like what that's so crazy like he's staying there for a whole month and like roberta was like what do you think he's like he can't handle like being a single dad for a month or whatever but it's i like that she has that like for herself do you know what i mean like everyone was like don't you want your husband and and your and your daughter to be there no it's a lot of pressure she has like 24 kids exactly like it's and it's totally fine there's no like I don't need to be there. Like, it's okay. Like that, that can be her thing. I love that. That's her thing. That actually makes me happier than being there with her because when she comes back, it's, she's like filled with light and, and a new experience to share with me. And that's the biggest thing with, with travel is like, I love coming back from a vacation or from a trip, or even if it's a short trip and telling people about that trip. And it's, it's, it's like the, it's like the old dominoes, the, the, the train dominoes. Like you come back, you tell that person, they tell the next person and they, it's just positive energy that you're feeding back into someone else that they can go do something with, you know? And, and that's what I hope people get out of this. And, and when I come back from back to California, I will tell people, you know, how great this trip was as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, well, for us, when we make films with these architects and designers, you know, like right now, our biggest film is in Columbus, Indiana. They're doing this amazing exhibit, Columbus, that opens on the 25th of April uh, of August. And you, you have the chance to go in and it's amazing. You, you travel to go meet with these people and talk about what they're doing in the small town in, in Indiana that has such a big impact and having you fly out there and go listen to them and make people reflect and tell you this and then produce a film about it. There's no, it, there's no other possible way that anyone would get anything out of it. They would just see this exhibition there and maybe some people read about it, but to be able to show that with people, Mm -hmm. the process and what people are thinking about it, that is more important than sometimes the physical things that are out there. Yeah, absolutely. So the real traveling is the, the story traveling from the experience. I think, Oh man, I wish I had this quote with me on my phone, but there's something that's like, it's something like, like every good traveler, I embellish the stories that I've come across it's 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 about it's about having a poetic license to travel okay like like the fisherman talking about that the big catch like that is the traveling it doesn't matter how factual some of those things are it's about the story that it created in your mind to travel like you're traveling then with people after the fact it's not about like that actually happened that way. And then this guy came in and said this, and then we went there and then I met these people. It's like you have some, it's what comes out of the conversation that you're, you're sharing with the next yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. And that's the traveling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was reflecting on my parents took a trip 
to Denmark when I was 20, 20, 21, right around the time, like I was living on, in, on the east side. Okay. Right. And they took a trip to Denmark and I, I was, when we came here, I was reflecting on that and how much joy that brought. My dad still talks about that this day. He went there with a group of musicians that he was playing with this guy, Jonathan, who owns a studio in Milwaukee. Um, and they were, they were recording tracks. They were doing like commercials and stuff like recording for commercials, but they had like some original music as well, but they had this opportunity to go to Denmark and stay at this house in Denmark and, and play and everything. And, those I feel like I was there and I wasn't there. Like I saw a couple pictures, but like just the stories my dad would tell me about, man, you wouldn't believe like how crazy the Autobahn is. And, and Chad was always like, my brother Chad was always talking about how crazy all the cars like they were so different. And then when I was here, I was saying that like on the Autobahn, I was like, I was like, yeah, it's so weird. Like all these cars there's so many different kinds of cars. That's a direct quote from my dad. It's not even my thought. It's just, it's, it's another thought from someone else where it's like, it's a story he told me 15 years ago. Coming that's coming fruition. back. You know what I mean? And I feel like I was there. Hey, that wait that that's an amazing. I have an amazing quote, that's from Benjamin Disraeli. He lived from eighteen oh four to eighteen eighty one. Benjamin and I wrote, Button. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I don't know where I've got found this, but you know quotes of the day, whatever. But he was a British politician and two times a prime minister, and he said, "Like all great travelers, I have seen more than I remember, and I remember more than I have seen, and that I think is the ultimate." Traveling. Say it one more time. Okay. Like all great travelers, I have seen more than I remember, and I remember more than I have seen. Yeah, it's the fisherman with the... But that's the the point. That's the point. That that spark in the dark comes to you when you're in a zone where you're being kind of an anthropologist, a cultural anthropologist, or just a guest in this amazing situation. And that's why I love traveling alone, because people are like... Okay, you seem kind of harmless. You seem kind of lost. I feel sorry for you. You're in the rain, you know, sleep on my couch. Hey, yeah. dude, you you know, come with on this adventure. You make somebody a host. They have like a, a mission now to like sure. this guy from halfway around the world like is here in your city. Yeah, yeah. Like what's going down? And and like you have the chance to be to like make a story that you can share with someone and mm. that's what me going to India or me going to Korea the first time or in China and Mm -hmm. the things that happened where I couldn't communicate with people and I was like pantomiming stuff and and the things that I've eaten like the experiences like that that is so exciting and it's so cool to to have empathy with other humans that you can't even like have a a normal conversation with but that's the thing we we should embellish we should f- be feel free to embellish those stories because that's the real traveling that's taking place when mm-hmm. you're sharing that with other people mm-hmm. yeah no you've you've always been fearless with that stuff i i was making a joke to you the other day like you know we've been <clears throat> going around to different you know ice cream ice cream shops and um different restaurants and stuff and i've like i've been like kind of standing in back and letting my wife order because i'm (laughs) too afraid to do it but like mike's always been fearless but one joke i made to him about it was 
no matter which country is in or which native language it is, he still confuses the person at the cash <laughs> register no matter what. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter to you. But that's those are the things that when you were talking about like you hate being a host, like and you love being a guest, I love being a host. Like I don't hate being a guest, but like that's my thing. Like I love when you come to California, I can't wait to like Okay, I'm going to take him. I know exactly where I'm going to take him. It's not too much planning, but I know a lot of it is because I know what you what you need or what you like. But I mean, I do that for everyone. There's nothing that gives me gratitude more than just like, you know, showing someone something new that brings me so much joy that I can pass on to them as well. You know, whether it's taking him to to Ojai to see that meditation center or like to San Onofre to surf for the first time or just like these things, you know, I could be like the, the mayor of California of like (laughs) cultural minister. This could be yours. Yeah. No, but it's, 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 yeah, it's so funny thinking about going to those. No, I think that's a, this is, this could be a great way to just, to pause our conversation and then start creating that there's a relationship. There's a, there's an accountability of being a host and being a guest. And I think in all of our lives, what, and even if you're the person that's not traveling because of financial means or just your situation or the responsibilities and you, there's an accountability that we can still travel with our minds or listening to other people's stories, you know, or having a a long phone call with someone Mm -hmm or reading a blog post or whatever, like that's a great relationship of like this yin and yang, this balancing out that, mm-hmm. yeah, we're accountable. We're going out and we can share some great experiences. We can pass along some empathy and we can just enrich somebody else's life. Right. All right. Should we wrap this up? Yeah. And hey, we look at the time. You're definitely... It. You are definitely 40 years old. I am 40, unfortunately. So time flies when you're having fun. Time flies. Time is just a construct. It is 10 to 1, plowing Germany time. What's the... It's Saxony? Saxony is like our state. Okay, There's 16 states of Germany. And it is 351, California, Pacific time zone. Hey, I want to close this out by... You just kind of brainstorming like what we've been talking about, but sing happy birthday to you in German. In German? Okay. okay. And then and end it with a freestyle yeah. like we always Is do. That cool. All right. So we're going to, Mikey's going to sing happy birthday to me in German freestyle. And then we are going to go away and listen and make a song based on this conversation. Viel Glück und viel Segen auf all deinen Wegen, Gesundheit und Frohsein, sei alt mit dabei. I'm just a time traveler trying to get by. Don't have to worry about what's in the eye. Look into the iris and it will tell you why. The black hole sucking you in from another time zone. So you're without a microphone. Who's home, home all alone? I want to get the, the next... Get my microphone to ears drum blown. But yes, I want to translate to microphones, get into another mental state. And now I can't circumnavigate the world because it's all in my hand. 
take it out to the next plan, throw them out the window. No plan, no smartphone, no Google Maps. Tell you where you're at. You're only just a guest. And this host is that and the relationship. And you can second guess, but you just got to keep going. The time keeps flowing to all relativity keeps showing. Another parallel dimension and where you're going to go. You're just guessing. So I guess you got to show and improve and make the next move. Checkmate to take you back to a mental state. Navigate. And yes, we got to shape shift. I want to take my time and yell, get a lift. I keep lifting up to the next time traveler to pass along to the sperm comes and takes the next song and carry on. So yes, until we're here and gone. It's the same old song. So make sure the melody is right because all you can do is feel it. Take flight. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where this goes. I'm really excited. I, I really feel like, you know, I want to I wanna try to be more, like at least with the lyrics, go into a place that's making people imagine things, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ah, that, I really wanted to say, like, you know, it's more traveling than just, like, smiling faces and waving hands on postcards <laughs> kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and let's get the passports. Get them stamped. Let's, let's get go. these passports. <clears throat> All right, we're going to shut these mics off. We're going to go walk up to the house, go to sleep. It is 1 o'clock in the morning. We're going to have a beautiful feast for my birthday tomorrow. Mikey got all the meats <laughs> in the world. Lots of worst. Worst, worst of the worst. My first things first. first. We start with a bratwurst. <laughs> Turiner. Turiner. All right, good night, good night from Germany. Thank you for listening. So there you have it. The second episode. Travel. So a little bit of time has passed. I am now back from Germany. I'm here in Southern California. It is, uh, we're approaching the end of August. In fact, Labor Day is next weekend. So we're a little bit past our goal of um, one episode of the podcast a month, but we're pretty close. So we're trying to do our best. Um, so a little bit of time has passed. I'm back from Germany. The trip was amazing. That conversation was amazing. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Mike and I really did. And we took that and ran with it. And we're really proud of the song that I'm about to play for you. Uh, we called it Travel Lifting. Um, basically, lifting up yourself into travel is the premise and touches on a lot of the stuff that we talked about in the podcast. The other cool thing is that Mike was actually here in California and we finished it up um, over the last week. He was here for about a long weekend. He was here filming for his company, Spirit of Space. So we were able to kind of collaborate in the room again and work on the song. You know, we finished up the drum part and a lot of the keyboards and the vocals, and it just had a blast. You guys will see. <laughs> I'm going to post a picture of uh, Mikey recording his vocals, and it looks amazing. He's holding a coconut drink in one hand that my daughter made for him, shirtless. He's shirtless, and he's wearing um, a, a flamingo pool floaty toy around his waist while dropping nice rhymes, as only Mr. Mariana could do. So... Here it is, travel lifting. I hope you enjoy. Second episode. Thank you, guys. I insist the time travel, running out of time to pack. Snuggle up with the past, all the while. Self-doubt starts to know who you'll react. 
professional hosts travel lifting on the self. We're more than just ghosts. Get your ass off the couch, remove the safety pouch. I'm sick of staying at home, playing Oscar the Grouch. We're so used to slouch. Stand up, remove doubt. You know we can go out and build something with each other that's worth later in life talking about. So how you moving and shout? I'm professional guest, professional host, travel lifting of self. We're more than just ghosts. Professional guest, professional host, travel lifting of self. We're more than just ghosts. Just a dream. So where you living today? Do you think it was there?